Welcome to the Charlotte Shields Coaching Podcast. I have real answers from real spouses of how to uplevel your marriage, even if you've lost hope. You can be the spouse you want to be, and you'll feel appreciated, cared for, and desired again. Let's create your marriage miracle. It's simple, but not easy. Nothing worth having ever is. Stick around to learn what it takes to create the marriage you've always dreamed of. Hey, y'all. Glad you're here. I've talked about this a lot, so you're probably wondering why I'm talking about it again, but I keep getting more insights into why this is so important, and I also am getting a lot of questions, so I feel like I need to share what I've learned today with you and try to break it down even further. Feeling is healing, so how is it done? This is what I would tell you to break it down. This is as simple as I can break it down. Start with a life's review of the five most painful events of your life and write them down on a piece of paper. This is your work to do. What caused these moments? If a person is involved, have you forgiven them? If you did forgive, did you also process your emotions around the incident? That is half of forgiveness. And that's the one that I hadn't done. If when you think of that person, you still feel prickles, you hope to never see them again, something feels wounded and unresolved emotionally, you still have processing work to do to fully heal. Even if you think intellectually that you have forgiven them, do you need to forgive yourself for any of these events? Have you done that work intellectually and emotionally? Ask yourself the same questions. Half of the work of forgiveness happens in your mind of forgiving yourself or others. And I use the model for this work. I do the mental and the intellectual work of finding the thoughts that create the feelings that I have around whatever the incident was. So they, the things that I have felt might be judgment, criticism, blame, anger, hurt, anguish, agony, distrust, resentment, shame, embarrassment, resistance discomfort, sadness, or pain, and there are many more. These unsettling emotions and any like them are all clues to you that you may have some work to do. When you feel these emotions, what are you thinking? Your thoughts are causing your feelings. So if you can't seem to change your thoughts, no matter how hard you try and you still keep feeling these unsettling emotions, you may need to allow and clear the feelings first and then attempt the thought work again. Sometimes you must do the feeling work in order to be able to do the thought work. Before I explain the process, I want to answer number one, why this works. Number two, how it works. And number three, why it is important. I learned this work in life coach school. Life coach school is a secular school. There's no religious or spiritual component to it. All the discussions are that were part of my training did not include anything religious. I knew that they were true principles and that they worked because I saw them work for all these people, but anything spiritual that I share in relation to my life coaching training, like I do in my podcast is what I've learned myself through asking God, my own life experience and the experience of a bunch of my clients. So this is what I've learned in conjunction with 
the feeling work that I was taught in life coach school. I've learned that allowing emotion work is experiencing a small part of what Christ endured while taking on the sins and suffering and sorrows of mankind in the garden of Gethsemane. This was required for him to fulfill the atonement. He had to do this. He asked heavenly father, if it were possible to take it away, he asked to remove this cup. There was some resistance because it was going to be so excruciating. God couldn't remove his cup. The sacrifice had to be made. And the sacrifice was allowing the, all the emotion from all of our pain. God can't remove your cup either. It might feel excruciating as you are doing this work. He can't take the pain and sorrow of the wounds you've experienced from you. Initially, they will be felt. That's part of this mortal experience because it's so difficult. Then feeling these painful emotions that we will all experience. Most of us then push them down or away from us. And we try to bury the pain so that it won't hurt anymore. Then that's a natural thing. This helps, which is why we do it. It's a temporary fix. It's a bandaid, right? But it festers there and it creates problems in our lives today. And we behave differently because we feel like we need to protect ourselves from feeling that ever again. So this is the other way. Besides pushing it down, pushing it away, bearing it, we have another option and we can do what Christ did. He, we can allow the feelings in our body. That's what he was doing. As we feel the hurt and pain, we understand a small part of what Christ was feeling as he bled from every pore. Half of Christ's atonement was accomplished in the garden doing this work. When we allow the emotions that come up of pain and sorrow, it is the work he did. When you allow yourself to feel your most painful emotions, he vicariously transfers the pain and sorrow from you to him. This is how true lasting healing occurs. This works even if you don't give Christ the credit because I've seen it a lot in life coach school. Some do this work, this feeling work, and they don't give Christ the credit for the healing, but it does work. Whether they give him the credit or not, I believe all healing comes from the savior. If you choose to do this work, do not feel guilty that you are causing Christ's pain as you give him your pain and sorrow. He already experienced all your pain thousands of years ago. It can't be returned. It's non-refundable. He already did it. He sacrificed and he paid the ultimate gift of healing for you. His atonement can make your life way easier and more joy-filled in this mortal sphere. Healing can happen right now instead of waiting until the next life. Although I think a lot of people do just wait till the next life. So accept this gift he's giving you right now. More than anything, he wants you to accept it because he's offering it and he wants you to suffer as little as possible. He's already paid for it. Accept this gift by doing your part. He will offer you relief over and over again in healing the wounds of this mortal existence. He can't thrust it on you for all the good it could do. He cannot, nor will he ever force you to use this gift. He, you can push it away indefinitely. How long you wait for healing is entirely up to you. Allowing Christ to take your hurt and pain is available. That's the most important thing I want to tell you today. There are steps to take. There's a pattern. 
um, become aware of your pain, acknowledge it, desire to open up to it, take the time to open up to it, examine what's inside, use this method often and appreciate it. By understanding the price that Christ paid, you will appreciate it so much. So let me break it down in the next seven steps. If you would like to try this with any of your past pain, and I would do past pain first, because it will help you way more than trying to do something that's happening right now in your marriage or in your life. So number one is awareness. Just get a fresh piece of paper out and write the first painful incident that you want to work on it on your list of the five that you wrote. What happened? What emotions were you feeling when it happened? Write those emotions down. There may be many emotions, but just pick the one, the main one that you think is causing you the most separation really from Christ and from all the people in your life. Just it, it causes separation when we have these feelings buried beneath. Okay. So circle it. This is the one you're going to do first, then do the work to heal from this main emotion. We're trying to clear this emotion. Then take a look at the others you thought were important. Once you have cleared this first one and see if they're still there or not. I've had experiences where I did the work for the one main emotion I felt and the rest was gone. So I don't know, you may have others to do in relation to that first emotion that you felt, or it may be finished. If they are still there, process each one at a time. Number two, acknowledge the emotion. What you are not willing to acknowledge cannot be healed. This is a crucial step. And this is the scary step. You have to come to terms with how hard this experience was for you. You have to own it. Don't push it back down or pretend it wasn't a big deal or discount how awful it was or say, I've already forgotten about this. It was long ago. That's what I tried to do. If you want to heal from this experience entirely, you must feel this emotion. So don't let your brain talk you out of it. Number three, desire to heal. Go to a quiet place where you won't be interrupted when it's something that's hard. Wait until a moment that you feel ready. Don't have time constraints. Don't need to be somewhere within a couple minutes. Sometimes I like to do this when waking up or going to sleep because it's possible that I will not have interruption, but you know, one's best for you. So just find a time. Okay. Number four, open up to it. Now that you know what the emotion is, you've named it. It will manifest somewhere in your body. So let's say you decide to do this and you're laying in your bed, in your room, find it in your body. It will be in a certain location, usually in your chest or your stomach or your head. It can be anywhere, including any appendages. Some people have said their appendages feel um, like prickly or they feel numb. Once you know where it is, describe it as much as you can to your, in, to your mind. Your mind will try to protect you from this scary negative emotion by bringing you back to mind work. Like I'm fine, or I don't need to do this, or this is too hard, or I don't get it. Just disregard the brain chatter and tell yourself that you're doing body work right now. That's important. This is the other half of the work. And it's that emotional and heart healing. It's not the mental and emotional work. So redirect your mind back to your body and stay there. No matter how scary your brain might tell you this is and try to get you out of it. Feeling emotions cannot hurt you. They are vibrations in your body. They feel awful, but they cannot hurt you. Feeling them is healing them. So now examine 
whatever it is, just observe what the emotion is doing in your body. This is when you start asking, what does this feel like? What does it look like? If it had a color, what would the color be? Is it moving or is it stationary? If it is moving, is it fast or slow? Is it hard to just sit with it? What happens if I just do keep watching it? Don't try to escape. Just sit with it, watch it, see it through. The longest it's taken me is one hour. And that was only one time ever. The shortest is a minute or two. It gets easier the more you've done this work. And I would let your body take the shape it wants to take. So curl up in a ball, lay flat on your bed, rock back and forth, let out a sound or let tears out. Do whatever your body would like to do. It will be an intense experience for your most painful incidents. Pray for strength from Christ to endure it. He will help you. He knows how you feel. He already felt it. He, more than anyone, wants to take this burden from you. He already felt it, and now he wants you to be relieved of it. When I allowed emotion from this one-hour thing that was a particularly traumatic event, I felt like my chest was being crushed as if a heavy weight was sitting on it. And um, the image that came to my mind was an anvil. To even say it that way, I don't know how to say that. It's A-N-V-I-L. I looked it up online and it's really this big old heavy thing. Anyway, I had a hard time breathing and it felt horrible. And I sat with this feeling for an hour. At some point near the end of the hour, I noticed the tears were streaming down the sides of my face and I hadn't even realized they were there. My mind wanted me to run from this experience during that hour to protect me, but I kept telling myself it felt awful but it wasn't physically hurting me. I was going to be okay as I just endured this. I also just kept thinking of Christ and how he was willing to do this exact work. He felt all of our emotions to the point that he bled at every pore in the garden of Gethsemane. And if he had been willing and able to take on all our emotions, all of ours and allow them, then I could do the work of my own emotions so number six is use it often. After I've done the work to feel and experience I need to heal from and have done that emotion and seen it through, I am emotionally drained. I don't try to do that experience again until the next day at the very soonest. I need to take time to just recover. And But I always plan to revisit the incident. I want to revisit that experience again in the future, following the same pattern and I need to make sure that it's been healed all the way through. So sometimes it's like the next day and I try it again and then I get feel that I'm crushing immediately. And I'm like, I'm not quite through allowing and working through this emotion. So eventually it will go away. So how do you know you have cleared this emotion or you're healed from this emotion? You do this exact work that I've said that I've just given you steps to, and you keep going back to the instant until you don't feel that emotion anymore. You don't feel the anvil on your chest or whatever the emotion felt like to you as you were doing this work. I don't know how long it will take for you, but I do know that the feeling you are allowing will ease up. It always will start to ease up. Each time I try to allow the incident, the second, third, or fourth time, it will hit me with the same intensity but the duration of it will lessen. Eventually it's gone. You will feel different. For me, I felt light. I felt better. I felt done. I tried to access that crushing as I imagined the incident 
and I couldn't even access it anymore. And I can't, I can't access it. When I think of the incident, it's not there anymore. That's when I knew it was over. Number seven is understand it. At this point, I felt so much gratitude and so thankful to Christ for literally taking my burdens, which the scriptures say is possible. And I also felt proud of myself for doing something so hard. I understood that I had healed, even though my perpetrator had never apologized or even acknowledged any of it. Do you see how you can heal without any acknowledgement from the person who may have done something to you? What I've come to believe is that if I choose to avoid this work while in my body on this earth, I will not get out of it. And it, I'm, it's still going to have to be done. I'll have to do it on this side or on the other side after I die. What I believe is that I have to heal mentally and intellectually as well as emotionally. So my mind and my heart have to heal in this forgiveness process. If I still feel the prickles, I have to heal in order to be able to be with the savior. I have to fully heal from everything in order to be the best version of myself. I also believe it will be much harder after I've left mortality to do this emotional work. And this is just my own personal thought. It may not be true. Without a body, I think it's going to be harder for me. I want to do the hard work now. What is the benefit? You get the healing right now instead of later. You get to feel better. You get to feel proud of yourself for forgiving, repenting, moving on, letting go of the anger, feeling joy, peace, love, connection, and no more pain. If you want to make things easier on yourself in the long run, do the work right now in the short run. Just get it over with. Why do I keep teaching this contact concept? Because very few of you are actually trying this. As I talk to you in coaching sessions, you're like, yeah, if you do try, you tell me you're confused. You don't know if you did it right. You don't know if it worked. I hope you can do this work on your own. I love that I can share this podcast freely with all of you and try to help you with this work. But if you can't do it on your own, I want to help you. I know how valuable this is. When I was doing this work at the very beginning, I actually had to be coached in order to understand how to do this. I needed someone to just sit and help me to keep bringing me back to my body because my mind kept wanting to go where it wanted to go to protect me. And so you may need a coach. I have a coupon code right now. So go to my website, charlotteshieldscoaching.com and choose eight general sessions and then put in the coupon code, code winter 200 for half off of all eight of those sessions. A big part of my life's purpose is to help as many of you as I can learn these principles. As you internalize these concepts, you will become even more amazing than you already are here and in the hereafter. As I always say, seek and expect miracles. I have had the most amazing experiences this past week. I hope to share you share these with you at some point. But what I can tell you is that God is in the details of our lives and his vision is so much grander than ours is for ourselves. So take the steps to heal the pain from your family of origin first. Start at the beginning and then work your way forward. Eventually, you will come to your most painful marriage incidents, and you will have practice by this point with processing and with healing, and you'll be able to heal the most painful experiences you've had with your spouse. 
this will change your heart in your marriage. And as you do models for mental health and you process feelings for emotional health, you'll start to feel like a new person. How the scriptures say you'll have a new mind and a new heart. This change of heart will be worth every effort that you make. I know this sounds like hard work to do and it is, but it's worth every bit of effort. If the people are still alive, I've done this work with people who aren't even alive, but if the people who you're doing this work around are still part of your life, they will feel the difference from you. They will feel the change of heart. Even if you've never spoken a work about it, you won't have spoken about it at all. And the experience with this person will change and they won't know what's happened, but they will feel it from you. And they may even bring it up. I've had people bring it up with me and say things like, so are we good? Like, are we okay? And I'm like, yep, we're awesome. So anyway, I hope this helps and be sure and comment or let me know if you have any more questions about it. If you're really needing help, sign up for coaching and it's worth every bit of time and effort you put into it. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.